Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. In 1919, he hit 29 home runs and was sold to the New York Yankees. A three-run home run for Buckingham. The Yankees now lead it by a score of 3-2. Bill Lee is now going over to a couple of the Yankees, and there they go again. Tech and A-Rod going at it. Roberts is going. Posada's throw. Roberts safe. And what can I say? Just dip my hat and, and call the Yankees my daddy. Welcome back to Fan Base, a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports. It is the greatest day, in my opinion, opening day, Brian, and uh, eternal spring has sprung, and uh, it is baseball season. Uh, I'm decked out. I, you know, once or twice a year, I bring out the 04 championship hat. Uh, obviously, my wife and I in attendance on opening day. I, we obviously, last year was a no-go, but we've made every other one since 05, so. And you're going? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, and. Because uh, last time we talked, you weren't sure about that. Right, because they didn't give any information about how they were going to distribute tickets it's only 4500 or so seats and then they came out um after our last episode and said it's based on how long you've had your season tickets and it goes back the the, the oldest season ticket holder had it back in 40 want to say 48 wow and uh we got ours in 05 so well, i wonder we when they the, first started selling season tickets i don't know I, it's a really good question so i was in the third tier of the pre-sale and I forgot about it, and I got in it an hour late, and I went to the top best tickets available. It's nowhere near our regular season ticket spot, but it's right down by the pesky pole, which I'm psyched about, although the wind's going to be right in our face. And then an hour after I got those two tickets, it sold out. So I got really lucky because I, I, I literally forgot about it, didn't set the alarm on my phone. So um, we're excited to go. I mean, I'm just curious about when we'll do it in our next episode. Like, are, do you, are you only allowed to go to certain concession spots? Are you not allowed to go to other parts well, of the state? You got to take, you gotta take some video snippets for yeah, us and stuff, and we can, up, we can upload them in the next it's episode. It's going to be nice to be in Fenway without. I mean, it's nice to be near people you like, but it's nice to not have to be near people you don't like. <laughs> it's good, yeah, it's going to be nice just to see some like baseball, like real baseball, <laughs> not spring training. But you said you got the 2004. I busted out. The last time the Yankees did the chip, 2009. It's got a little bit of miles on the wow. tire. It's so, nice, though. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. It's It works. And, uh, you know, I break it out once in a while. I don't wear it a lot. It's still big on you, which is which is a good thing. Yeah, it's not. I haven't I haven't bulged it out yet. Haven't haven't split the seams here on it. But uh. the question is, though, are either team going to be any good? And and I think that the Yankees have some question marks as we've discussed, as do the Red Sox. But you know, like for me, let let's maybe start with, you know, the rosters are set. 
you know, what was interesting to you about what happened with the Yankees down toward the end of spring training? Well, obviously, Voight getting hurt um, because, you know, it, it looked like it was going to be a battle between Talkman and Bruce. Well, it was. One of them would have been cut loose. Cut loose, and now they both make it. Um, and how long is Voight out? Well, they say until probably June, but you know how baseball injuries work. You know, they're going to – they'll put some calf's blood in his knee or something like that, and <laughs> he'll be fine, you know, but – yeah, I, that that is the biggest surprise. Like as of lately, um, coming down the stretch for the Yankees, and it's uh, you know, I mean, Bruce was all the hype, but he hasn't really done anything. I mean, he really hasn't. So it's it's basically like the next best option because he's there. You know, I think I think if you see uh, come end of April, beginning of May, if Bruce is floundering, I don't think he's going to be around. Um, you think they'll just release him? Yeah, they'll release him. They'll figure something out. You know what I mean? Um, they're not. He, uh, do the Yankees need Jay Bruce? I mean, he's a left-handed bat, but I mean, at the worst case, I'm sure Talkman they could figure out how to play first base. I think if they Bruce had to. would be good to have on the bench in the postseason. Right. I don't think he's appealing to have during All the regular season. season if he's not starting. Because wouldn't you rather, if you're platooning or whatever, wouldn't you rather get a young guy some some abs? I, I don't know. Right. I just feel like that's where your head should be. So I mean, I think I mean. Long story short, he's going to have to perform to stay in the lineup. Obviously, I don't think they're just going to, ha- you know, there's going to be a ton of leeway where he can just, you know, go out there and bat a buck thirty. Right. Um, but talking about batting a buck thirty, you know, El Gary, um, or like my, or we like to call him El Stinky. Um, you know, there, again, a lot of hype out the gate yeah. with him. Uh, three that home runs. That happens a lot with Yankees, though, right? I mean, and yeah, Red Sox. No, no, I'm not just talking in general. Like, there's, yeah, there was a lot of hype with him overall. But this spring, you know, he started off hot. Three home runs, right? And that's all he's gotten since. 45 at-bats, nine hits, four runs, no doubles, three home runs, four RBIs, and 20 Ks and a 200 average. So he's pretty much right on pace for what he's been doing in the regular season the last couple years. Right. So, so again, you know, time to cut bait, I think. Um, what are you, you going to trade him? No, you're not going to trade him because you gave him the contract. The time to cut bait was when you didn't extend him. Right, so and I extend you... him, but you didn't offer him the, the one-year right. deal. Um, so what's the rotation look like, though? Like uh, The rotation, obviously, is Cole, who's looked Cole-esque you know, this, this spring. How Eight. has Kluber been? Because there's a lot of talk in Boston how the Red Sox wanted a second-year option. And that if they had gone one year, all the Red Sox had to do was bump it up like one, one and a half million. They could have had him. Like, cause he, another, so he easily could have been a Red Sox. So I'm curious how he's doing. Yeah. So an- another one hot out at the gates of spring training and finishing off 13 innings, 10 hits, four earned runs, seven walks, which is high, and 14K. So a K per inning, basically. Not bad numbers, but, you know, you, you do something with the walks, I guess. You know, Cole had 18 innings and three walks. Right. Um, and Cole got seemingly better as the as it went. Out. And again, Cole, um, as he's come to the Yankees, he's a victim of the home run. He he gave up three home runs. So I mean, he he seems to be the guy who just likes to give up the solo shot or, or the two run shot. Right. Um, and again, like going back to the the walks, Herman, um, who's obviously a great spring, thirteen innings, nine hits, two earned runs, one walk, seventeen K. So again, like we talked about. Last episode, he's around the plate. He's not walking people. Montgomery, same thing. Three walks, 10 innings, but only one earned run, seven Ks. But he's, again, we said the lefty. Right. So Okay, so uh, number two starter is? Uh, well, I guess you're going to – I would say performance-wise, Herman. Herman. I would say career-wise, Kluber. But if Kluber's your three, 
then you're okay. I mean, I, I look at the Red Sox, and when you know during the week when they were projecting their their, they don't know if Eduardo Rodriguez is available. I mean, he went from obviously from the heart condition, COVID to the heart condition to a dead arm, seems to be recovered. You know, they have Nathan Avaldi for opening day, and then. You know, Garrett Richards, I think, is in the third day. And then, you know, Martin Perez and Nick Pavetta. I mean, the, the Red Sox pitching. To, to me, like, and we, I want to talk about the Red Sox roster a little bit, but I, the Red Sox, I mean, um, they're going to hit. J.D. got better toward the end of spring training. I don't know if Bobby Dahlbeck can sustain it, but I think they're going to produce runs. The question Kiki is, Hernandez is a good addition. There's a bunch. Of, listen, they're deeper. Their 25 isn't bad. Yeah, they're going to the hit is, the ball. The thing is that their their 10th guy isn't that much better than their 25th guy. That's the problem. They're deeper, but they they don't have right. a lot of great. But they it, don't have that guy that they can really right. turn to. But if JD gets gets off the mat a little bit, and Bogarts does what he usually does, endeavors. Then 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 you have you know a situation where if Dahlbeck produces, then other players are going to get decent pitches. To me, the biggest. The biggest thing I watched during the spring is that Michael, Michael Chavis, who I, I I like as a guy. I don't know really, really where he fits, but he hits 300. He's got an OPS over 1,000. He hits a half dozen home runs, and he gets optioned. You know, And so maybe that he, speaks he, to his lack of versatility in the field, but the bottom line is, is that he's he's pissed. And, uh, you know, the Cora was trying to say that it's good that he's mad and so on and so forth. But if you, if you hit 300 and hit a half dozen home runs in spring training and don't make the team, I'd be mad too. Well, Jock Peterson hit eight home runs. I think that was like the lead, right? Right. Uh, that's pretty respectable. Six home runs. Yeah, I, I just <laughs> I, and, and he's not on the team, so he's got to go to Worcester. Can you believe that? Going from getting your the bags altern- carried, he got alternate sighted. Yeah, I know. I can't even say it, right? I just I, right. I, I like to say he just. So got, he he got the red tag in the locker. It, he didn't get Roger Dorn. He actually got the red tag. So I think that if he if injuries, he's there for safety. But I mean, I feel like if if he's not going to be on your team playing, you might have to move him. I, I don't I don't know what to do with a guy like that who's major league ready, but doesn't necessarily fit in. in How in old the is puzzle. he? I mean, he's mid twenties. I mean, he's yeah, young. yeah, he's he's super young. You can you can you can deal him in a package or get something for him. You're not you're not dealing Jay Bruce, right? And the, and the other thing I want to talk about with the Reds, Chaim Bloom. This is his first real team, right? I mean, when he came to town. He had to deal with a bunch of problems. He had to trade Mookie Betts. He de- had to deal with Cora, um, with all the news coming out of the Astros. So this is this. You know, he wasn't able to make a big splash in free agency because I think that his first priority was to build some depth. But you know, everyone outside of Boston has this team picked like to go coming fourth. You know, and in Boston, people are a little more optimistic. They're going to finish in front of the Orioles. That's it. Right, and that's Basically. not that's not good. Right? No, I mean, it's not. And there, and so I, I I don't know what they need. To, to change that, and, and I don't think they're going to beef up pitching through a trade or whatever unless they're close. So yeah, well, we talked about that last episode. I mean, if they're if they're close, they're going to do. The Red Sox have to do something. But you have to. This is the the one thing I want to say and get your take on. I know that a lot of times, actually, the Yankees have done it where they've started off a little weak and they've they've really come back. But I, I feel with the Red Sox that they they don't need to be gangbusters out of the gate, but they can't be bad. You know, they have to they have to be at least 500 in the first 30 games, in my opinion, for the season to be salvageable. Because if they come out of the gates poorly, it, I don't. I think it'll just cascade. No Baltimore Orioles start. What year was that, like 88 or something like that? And they started like 0 and like 18 yeah, or something. Yeah, that was cringeworthy. Yeah, it was terrible. It's like watching Chris <laughs> Davis at the plate. <laughs> you know, like, Who's in the last year of his contract, I believe. So he'll ride off into the sunset, $125 million richer. I mean, it's great for him that he made all that money, but you know how hard it is to must show up for work every day. I mean, he's obviously got not, nothing left, right? I mean, It's like being a, like a fish at the aquarium who all you ever do is just float on your back, and, but you don't die. 
but you can't do anything. And you got to just sit there and have people look at you all day and just floating on your back. It's a tough metaphor. Every once in a while, you get the little. It's a tough metaphor. Well, think of this. Talk. Let's talk about something real quick yeah. on the Yankees roster. And this guy's floated to the top after a long journey. And talk about making the team. A non-roster invitee for the Yankees makes it Lucas Ludke. I think I spelled that, that right. L U E T G E. Thirty-four years old, non-roster invitee. He was drafted in the twenty-first round by Milwaukee. Last played in the major leagues in 2015. 2015. So this is like the Daniel Bard of 2021. So he was he was last played in the major leagues in 2015. He was drafted, I believe, in 2011 or it's 34. So 34. Right. He didn't quit. He didn't quit. Um, his major league debut was 2012 wow. with Seattle, and he was actually part of a six pitcher no hitter on June 12th, June 12th, June 8th, 2012 against the Dodgers. So he had a good spring? Great spring. Great spring. Ten innings, eight hits, two runs, two walks, 18 Ks. Left-hander, 1.74 ERA. Uh, apparently he has an insane slider. They call it like a Frisbee. Barely tops out at 90. And He's a junk baller. Junk baller, but like, you know, a glorified Jesse Orozco, I believe. You know, like can throw, can throw a little bit of uh, a little bit harder. Um, so how does he make the team? Because like, well, I he makes play, the team I because like Britain those... doesn't. Britain's hurt and right. Wilson's hurt. Okay, because those guys tend to regress back to the mean. Like like those guys can have like little pops, but I find that fundamentally, if that guy's had that kind of career, um, unless he's used in a super super perfect way, he'll end up being what he's always been. Right. I hate to say that because he's a human being and maybe he could change, but I mean, I, I wonder what it would take to get him to stick or is, is he not a story anymore when those guys come back and he's gone, but maybe he can get a hook, get some value and hook on somewhere else. Yeah. And you also got to wonder, you know, where are those 10 innings? Are they, is it is it one inning? Because you have to face one, one inning, I guess, you know, one inning against number 98, 99, you know, and 89 in the seventh inning of spring training. I don't know. I didn't go that right. into it. But, I mean, two walks in 10 innings and eight hits in 18 Ks. I mean, 18 Ks in 10 innings is impressive at the major league level. I don't care if it's a, a number yeah. 98 or 99. If you're this late in spring training, you're valued by a major league baseball team. Well, it's even more impressive when he's not throwing 97. You exactly. Know I, mean? I think like, to strike guys out, you got to be kind of – you got to have some guile. you got to be sneaky. Right. And, you know, he'll be the classic face one hitter type thing. And get out of there, right? I mean, well, he, he has to. They have to face three now, and it's the rule in Major League Baseball. When you come in, you have to face three batters. Are you, that's really same, a rule now. Same, same as last year. Yeah, I didn't know they were yeah, keeping none that of that. Rule. None of that specialty crap anymore. Really? Yeah, that's the only rule that stuck. That and uh, and uh, seven inning no hitter, uh, double headers, money ball guys, seven inning double headers, and then uh, extra inning guy starts on second base. Um, no well, DH, no I'm universal right. DH. So any reliever has to come in and face three batters. Yep. So you can't lefty-lefty that much? No. No. Which is, I mean, you know, it is what it is, but it, I guess, you know, it. Spe- they want the, the pace of play, obviously, to go faster. That's yeah. that's all it is. But then the guy comes in and faces three batters, gets shelled for seven runs, and then the pace of play didn't get much quicker. But, right. you know, it is what it that's is. That's a cool story. Yeah, in terms of, like, the Red Sox, I, I mean, I, I just don't uh, – Bobby Dahlbeck is the one – that he's not they a don't support. have a lawnmower man? I don't know. I mean, there's no special story that I'm really gravitating toward. I mean, I, I want to see if Verdugo can be really good. But I mean, Dahlbeck, I mean, he's the guy, if he can produce that kind of power during the regular season, I think it changes the so whole he, he's, lineup. So he's the hype guy. Like, yes, He's absolutely. the hype, hype guy, the big rookie in yep. camp. That he's is, big. 
is given is was you know he didn't have to earn that spot right he was basically said you're going to be the first baseman well i mean if he struggled i think chavis was going to be there and and i mean chavis he was basically told he had to have a great spring and he did dalbeck just had a better one and so maybe the yankees can get chavis to play first base Maybe. I mean, I feel like he's not good enough. To <laughs> Maybe. He's like, I don't think he's good enough to help the Yankees. So, I mean, why would you He could be better him? than Jay Bruce, though. Yeah, I guess so. But, I, you know, I just think Dalbeck, I sometimes these guys, his spring training is so hard to read. I just wonder if he can produce that kind of power in, 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 in the regular season because then it just makes everything different. And, obviously, J.D. Martinez was so bad last year. And I hate, hate. The fact that you know everyone says he gave up and didn't try, like I don't get, I can't. I don't I think major league baseball players give up. You don't play baseball and and play professional sports and really and give really up. Really though, I mean, I, I hear, don't think. Well, I don't know. A lot of people seem to mail it in in certain circumstances. So I'm not saying he's maybe it was the video stuff that got him off. But the bottom line is, is that if he if he can come back and be be good, I think that's a big story. But I want to revisit before we go to go. You know, finish the episode. I mean, now that you've had the whole spring to watch. You know, we did sort of predictions. I mean, do you think the Yankees are any more or less in the driver's seat in that division than they were a month and a half ago, in your opinion? I mean, obviously, I think, you know, the pitching, the fact that Tyon and Herman look really good, it all comes down to health. If the, if these guys stay in the rotation and they pitch how they're supposed to, they'll be fine. Hopefully, Voight comes back. It all comes down to health. You know that. It's yeah. all that matters. If people are healthy, all these guys will perform within the window they're supposed to. Perform. Well, the Red Sox haven't even named a, a closer yet, so we don't even really know. Well, we got you know the one your favorite closer. No, so, so it's Ch- Chapman for sure. <laughs> yeah, um, and and that is what it is. But I I, I think that the Red Sox. I think it was. I think everyone at the New York Post picked the Red Sox to finish fourth. I feel like they'll be better, but I I don't I don't see them winning more than 80, 80 to eighty three four games. I just don't. So I'm I'm excited to go to opening day. I'm going to go again in May, but uh, I, I just I'm going to go because I want to go to the ballpark. I'm I'm not as jacked up about this team as I probably should be. Yeah, well, only time will tell. Another thing, time will tell is uh, Francisco Lindor. Oh, I want to talk about this. Yeah, yeah, because we talked last time about Mookie turning down ninety million, right. right? All right, now that we thought was ballsy. So this guy turns down three hundred and twenty-five for ten years, million guaranteed. And Pete Alonso comes out and says he's worth four hundred, and uh, and he says because he cares and because he works hard. And I was like, aren't those like, everybody minimum expectations? They all like, care and work hard. Yeah, uh, he he counted reportedly with twelve for three eighty five, which would make him thirty nine. Uh, the AAV, the annual average salary, would be actually lower, but he'd have the guarantee. I mean, again, this is this is all guaranteed, and he's got a self imposed deadline for opening day to sign. And I just think that even if now they, he, he on that on that term contract, the one he said, he just said if he doesn't sign before opening day, he's, he's not, not going to talk. Right, right. Okay. And I, so there's still room to negotiate between his ridiculous amount he wants and the ridiculous amount they offered. Do you think he's worth it? I mean, we talk Listen, about bets. We talk about trout. We talk about all these different guys. Well, if you if you look at what everybody else is making, yes, right. So, but my question to you is, why in the world would he turn that kind of money down? When a, a a player like uh, Fernando Tatis just signed, basically, you know, a little bit, basically the same contract, right? Right. And knows what he's getting into. If he really want wanted to play in New York, 
he would sign that contract. He'd be crazy not to. It's, so it's I, either I get, the agent or the, or the union, right? Or he, or he just has a bigger ego than everyone thinks. And he's, and he, or he's, or he's that kind of person like Mookie Betts. And he's saying, you know what? I'm going to ride it roll on myself. Yeah. And I'm going to be the first $400 million player. So now he's locked in a corner though. See, he's not going to take 325. So I, part of me is like, even if they knock it up to 335, would you take it if they gave him an extra million a year? Would, would that be enough I think to he do want, it? What did he say he wanted? 12385 So you got to split just want, the difference. He wants the DJ. He wants the longer, longer, longer years. He wants the more years. I, I, don't, I don't know why. I just think it's crazy that you can sit there like that and turn that kind of money down with a straight face and just and just not. I'd be ripping my like insides I'd out. be nervous stepping on the field right. without that I deal. I mean, that, that dude get hit by a bolt of lightning yeah. in a game in Kansas City if they play there. Once you sign it, they, they have to give you that money no matter what. Right. It's, no matter, it, no matter what. what. No matter what. And it's that's gu- why they have insurance. It's gutsy. It's it very gutsy. I mean, you know what? Listen. Or is I, it stupid? Part of, part, of me, part of me wants to call him a jerk, but the other part of me is going to root for the guy and be like, you know what? Prove us all wrong. Well, be Bet on yourself. I wonder and, if he got insurance. He got insurance? I wonder. I mean, a lot of those athletes, they get insurance, right? I mean, they pay a premium to insure themselves. He probably got insurance on his smile. I don't know. I, I agree. Like I, I, I don't know if it's arrogance, but I, I think it's not all him. I think that there No, it's definitely not all him because you guys always always got the puppeteers in the background who want to set precedence for the next puppet to come along. That's right. It's always it's, been that way. It's always been that way. So you can't fault him, but you know, at some point some of these athletes have to be like, Listen, guy, it's three hundred and twenty five million dollars. I don't really care what your agenda is here. If I want to play in New York and play for the Mets I'm going to take this money and I'm going to bring them to a World Series with a pretty damn good team that is built for the next four or five years. You know, and you know what? I mean, listen, is he worried that that he's going to sign there and Jacob DeGrom is going to say, you know what? Or we can't afford DeGrom and he's going to leave? I don't know. Maybe that's a worry. Who knows? Steve Steve Cohen's one of the richest guys on the planet. So I don't understand what the big deal is. I mean, Cohen actually went out on, on social media and asked, how much should I give this guy? Right. I mean, I like the way he's owning it's and running great. the team. Yeah, I do. But I think that they have to find a way. I think that after the deal, I think Cohen needs a win with this. And so, and I think it's stupid to go 12 years. I think it's stupid to go 10. I think it's stupid to go 8. But that's the way the market is, right? <laughs> so if, one, I, if the Mets win the World Series, man, he, he can write whatever check he wants. Right. So I think they should bump two or three more million a year, get it to 345, 350, and just get out. Yeah, give him whatever for Tatis got. But Cohen, it doesn't matter. But I actually, I'd rather have Tatis than, than... Oh, absolutely. Any day of the Lindor. week. I mean, the, the one big thing about Lindor is a switch hitter. So, I mean, that's great. No, it is good. But I think Tatis has a lot of that X factor. You can market the crap out of him yeah. in a way that... Oh, like, San Diego's just licking their chops. Well, Tatis is great. a... He could be a global star. Oh, absolutely. And I, I mean, don't think put, Lindor will ever his be way. like that. Yeah, he's great, though. All I'm right, looking so forward to it, man. Opening it's day, awesome. I'll let you know how it goes. I'll give you some feedback. Maybe we'll get some B-roll for the YouTube uh, part of the episode just about what it looks like, what our seats were like, what it was like around us, whether they're going to ribbon off certain Whether sections. you're going to actually go to the game and the weather's going to be okay. Weather? Well, supposedly it's going to be okay. Cr- fingers crossed. Just, Changeable forecast. As long Bob as Maxson. it's not wet, I can handle cold. And I think I, I rock, paper, scissored with the missus, and I got the drive there and not the drive home. So I get to have a couple of cocktails. That's how it's going to roll. It's going to be a good time. I'm looking forward to it. So um, till the next one, uh, check us out on wherever you get your podcast on YouTube. And uh, whoever you're rooting for, hopefully it's the Yankees and the Red Sox, because you're watching our show. But uh, Major League Baseball is back, baby. 
He's John. I'm Brian. We'll see you next time. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.